Okay, welcome to Points and Doinks, episode two. We've got Cheese here from Curveballs and Chair Shots, Travis and Tyler from Trap Door to Hell, like always. Uh, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Uh, Tyler just asked if I was hungry, and I had to say pause because I want to talk about this on air, live. I am never buying knockoff Pop-Tarts again. Yeah, bad idea. I first of all, uh, if you don't do this, I think you're insane. I cut the the ends, I cut the ends, the cr- like the crust off of my pop tart, and these knockoff ones is half of it is crust. So literally half of it was was only edible. The rest I had to throw away. I may or may not have generic pop tarts sitting in my kitchen, so we might have to do a on air review right now because I don't think I've ever really noticed. I don't too many pop tarts. It's more of a big daddy thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I get. I don't know if it's just a cut. The the brand that I got the, from Food Max is just shit or whatever. But yeah, it was. It's bad. It's bad. I, so I'm, so me and you, we use the same method for cooking our pop tarts. We pop them bitches in for like twenty seconds in the microwave. Well, I just are ate you, these cold. Okay. Are you cutting off the cross? Cutting off the crust before or after? No, you cut it off afterwards. Okay. Just making sure. Keep the heat index inside of it. Yeah. Have you ever frozen a pop tart? Why would I freeze it? I don't know because it says on the Pop Tart box you can cook them, you can freeze them, you can eat them right out the package. And Big Daddy had it frozen. He said it was okay. It I was- can kind of see it as like a dessert. You freeze it like a dessert. Well, no, you just heat it up and then you throw a scoop of ice cream on top. Or you just freeze it and you eat it like it is ice cream. It's not ice cream though. It's a pop. It's like a. It's like a. It's like an ice cream bar. If you get like one of those uh, cookies and cream ones. Yeah, like ice cream. I, I only eat the like the fruit ones. Because you're healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm healthy. I eat fruit bubbles. He's trying. He's trying to cut out his uh, pop tart intake. All right. So uh, enough about pop tarts. Uh, a little bit of I wanted to go over from last week. I talked about uh, trying to. We talked about trying to adjust um, rosters and stuff like that for COVID. I went into the settings on some of this, and you can. There's no option on your online settings to be able to. Basically, pick and choose waiver order. I said, like, if you lose a guy to COVID, you should have first dibs on waiver order. Um, so you can't do that. So I, anybody who was listening, thinking about that, not possible. But I did place um, some injury reserves, a couple injury reserves on the roster. So anybody who gets COVID, you can place them on there without having to drop them. Um, and then maybe, I don't know what you guys would think. Do you think people would be honest if you had, like, a hold process? You contact the player, or you contact the manager who has that player if they contract COVID, and they have the right to say, I'm putting a hold on this player to pick up. Nobody else can do it. Kind of just like gentlemen's – system. Yeah. Do you think that would work out? Probably not. I would love to say that to it was. One person fucks everyone over. It, yeah. that, that's exactly the point, you know. Unless, unless the only way I can see it is if you put a punishment on it. Nobody wants to have to serve a punishment. And well, I would, yeah, I would say the punishment would probably be, um, would probably be that uh, if in in that or in that case, in the case that they their player, they don't have that option to hold, to hold the player. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you if you yeah, if you over, if you fuck somebody over and then one of your players ends up contracting COVID, <laughs> you're, uh, you can't put a hold. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was. I was kind of thinking that. I wanted to run it by you guys. Would you? Would you think about that? It doesn't matter. The season's getting canceled anyways. 
<laughs> okay, here we go. I mean, it's a great it's a great idea in theory, but again, uh, you're gonna have the scumbag fantasy football players who just don't give a shit, who will just you know, just say fuck you, fuck what you're saying. I'm gonna pick up whoever I want to pick up. Okay, and so also too, I wanted it because I had another draft, and I wanted to this is uh, I wanted to go over this. I took a picture of my draft order here. Or uh, the the league's draft order, and this is exactly what I was talking about, and I want to do uh, really just explain it on the podcast. First of all, this league nobody paid attention. You're not required to start a tight end, so if you don't get Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, I don't know what the point is. But they they had picked, of course, Travis Kelsey. George Kittle go in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. So then in the third round, somebody picks Darren Waller. Fourth round, you get Rob Gronkowski, Mark Andrews. And then two late rounds later, you get two more tight ends. Now, those guys are just wasting picks. You have There's not enough high end for that. That's exactly what I was talking about last week when I mentioned that you can't fall into the trap of, of P, because people are picking players that you need to get in on that. You can, you can get better um, talent at a different position that early. Yeah. yeah I think if you, if you don't have to pick a tight end, if you are picking a tight end, if you're not getting those top two guys, I mean, you can, I'm fine with picking up like a tight end. If you're just going to try to like snipe some touchdown opportunities. Cause a lot of those guys are just, like red zone targets that are not going to stack up 10 catches for 120 yards or banking on them getting a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. I think the one name on that list that was picked out a right spot and they just got lucky with it was Darren Waller. In the uh, third round? In a third round, just because he's going to be the only target out there. With, with what just happened, Tyrell Williams just got announced an hour ago. He's being placed on IR. He's done for the, for the season. So now yeah. Derek Carr and the Raiders have you're, – you're going to run the ball hard with Josh Jacobs, and then you're either going to trust the ball or you're either going to throw the ball to Aaron Waller, which they've proven is going to be a big thing. They did it last year. Uh, the, I believe Derek Carr was like uh, top three quarterbacks in targeting tight ends. Uh, or you're going to try and throw the ball to trash ass uh, – what's his name from, that we got from the Eagles? Are you talking about Hunter Renfro? No, no, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is going to be a, a oh, you talking? Block about- guy. I'm talking about what's his name the, from the viral clip, uh, uh, Aguilar. Can't catch the ball on like Aguilar. But what, it, what, what they they just drafted Henry Ruggs at third. Do you think he's not going to play be a factor in the uh, in the offense over there? Uh, being being that he's a speed guy and his main thing is going to be like a Tyreek Hill, where he's either going to catch passes, he's either going to get. Um, little uh screen passes or they're going to try and throw the ball deep downfield Derek Carr just does not have the arm strength or the accuracy to throw the ball downfield like that and so I don't think he's going to be very fantasy relevant I think Darren Waller has the better chance at being fantasy relevant but I think with Tyra Williams out there has to be a number one guy and I would assume that's the number one guy and if you're trying to get you know a wide receiver I don't think he's you're going to be starting in your number one maybe number two and probably flex but I think he's definitely a guy with a lot of these rookies. There's a lot of good rookie wide receivers out there, and you got to scoop, scoop them up. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in depth during the during, when we get to the wide receivers. So, and then one more, I wanted to point out the same thing happened in the draft with um, with defenses here, and I just wanted to point out: do not if you see the signs of this, you don't have to do anything. 
In the fifth round, the Ravens defense was selected. First defense. Next round is the sixth. The Steelers defense was drafted. And then in the seventh round, there was four defenses took. The 49ers, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Chargers. Um, just because those first two guys take them doesn't mean you – like, that's 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 four people right there in that seventh round who I feel got pressured by seeing two get off the board. And it started a chain reaction where everybody started to get defenses. You do not have to make that mistake. Yeah, I stream defenses all the time. I just see whoever – I don't – I mean, whoever the worst team is this year, I'll just pick whoever they're playing. Who have, yeah, who's playing a bad offensive team? Yeah, I always think that streaming defenses, unless you're going to get the, you know, the top top two guys, top two defenses out there that you feel are going to ride with you throughout the season. Then but it's just not best... worth the price if you're going to pick them in the fifth or sixth Yeah, round. well, if, you're, if they're going well, in the fifth and sixth, then you're fucked because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, for example, who did I get? Let me see. And who, is, who, who were the first two? You said Pittsburgh and Baltimore? Um, the defenses? Yeah. Uh, yes, Baltimore and then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I could see they had one of the best defenses last year. Baltimore, I mean, the, I just don't see them being the team that should be the first defense taken off the board either. And so for for uh, for contra- so my I was last pick, so I had the last pick right after the um, Ravens, and then I had the first pick going where the guy picked the Steelers. I picked up, I had Kyler Murray, and then Devonte um, Freeman, Devontae Parker, no, from Miami. Oh. Oh, Parker like, fell that low, huh? That low because the t- the tight end stuff and that defense stuff right there. Like Devontae Parker's not a guy who should be that low. We'll talk about him later. Well, you guys want to get into it then, real quick? Yeah, let's, sounds good. Let's start with the uh, quarterbacks. All right. Um, I have a question from the Curveballs and Churchhouse Instagram. Okay, oh. let's do it. Let's do it so, right now. You know, shout out to uh, Mr. Matthew Welch or the Hamburglar. One's Hamburglar. He wants to know, outside of Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, who do you think is the number three quarterback? Well, first of all, I don't think Lamar Jackson will be the number two quarterback this year. There's going to be a lot of defense scheming. He, it, it's possible he may. He was on my list of guys that are going too high in the draft because – We've seen him in rookie season, and most of the time in fantasy, if you look at somebody who has an excellent breakout rookie season, their sophomore season just isn't up to snuff of what it was before. They're gonna, the defense is going to be scheming for him. They're going to be playing him, and it's going to be a lot for him to take in, so I don't see him having that good of a year. If anything, I would push him down to three or four. So he would be my three. Um, but I have Kyler Murray up there as one of those guys he's young too and i know we just talked about that but uh he seems literally like just said people will scheme against a rookie and yet <laughs> yeah he's an actual rookie and they're gonna scheme against him in his sophomore year yeah uh, no no but no not as much because he didn't perform as well last year you think they he was like a t- he was a top five quarterback <sighs> last year in terms of fantasy and he's mm-hmm. getting a number one wide yeah but he's not he's not the mvp of the league and and they're adding more to that offense with um what's the who's the coach over there what the fuck am I forgetting his name Cliff Kingsbury Cliff yep. K- Cliff Kingsbury's way fucking smart he's gonna figure that out he's gonna figure out a way around it I feel I I think that Kyler Murray and them they're still gonna struggle with the uh, offensive line and uh, just the inexperience over there I mean he got the first year his first year he was under pressure so damn much he didn't really get to. Uh, 
see what it's like to have a clean pocket. And I think we're going to get a lot of the same this year. Um, but one and two, like, like the ham said, I, I definitely see Lamar and Patrick Mahomes up there. Uh, I like, I like, uh, I know they're going to, they're going to game plan for him, but I think Lamar just has a good enough talent to where he's going to be able to overcome some of the scheming. I, I agree. He's not going to have the same year that he did last year, but I think he will have a good enough year to be that number two. But I see the number three guy being Dak Prescott. Uh, he just has so much talent, so many weapons surrounded, surrounding him over there. And he's, you know, he's under pressure. He, he wants to get a, a good contract done. And I think he's under that pressure to perform. And I think that's where Dak Prescott's going to thrive. I wanted to clarify real quick, too. When I said that I, I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a down year, that, I'm talking about him because of his draft draft spot that he's going in the first two rounds. I like him later. Like I had, like I just showed you, I got Carla Murray in the fifth round. I like Lamar Jackson. If you get him later, I don't think you should go out and get him in the second round. That's, that's what I meant when I was talking all that smack about him. <laughs> so I agree with you, Travis. I think I'm going to go Kyler Murray number three as well. I mean, I talked about him a little bit last week, I think because he's getting Deandre Hopkins, he's, you know, he's getting, into his second year, I think he's going to learn a lot more. Hopefully that's going to open up the offense and he's going to run around. I feel like he has the possibility to be the number one guy this year in fantasy, to be that next Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. So oh, wow. if you can get him for that fifth, I mean, I don't think he's going to get to the sixth, but if you can get him four or five, I think that's definitely a great place to pick him up because I think he has such upside that he can uh, you know, really pay off in the long run. He can be that guy who wins you your fantasy league. A full season with Kenyon Drake behind him too as his running back. That'll be interesting to watch. But are the, are they gonna run just straight up Kenyon Drake because they still have Chase Edmonds over there? But well, I the two? I believe J- Chase Edmonds is gonna be used in a lot of. Um, they'll probably line him up. Uh, what's that? Shotgun with two backs next to him, and that that way he can go you know any different way, spread out. Well, well triple set. Yeah, that shotgun. Yeah, I'm not good at you know formations and stuff like that. You gotta start playing more Madden, pal. That's the problem. Hashtag NFL drop EA. Uh, another guy that I want to talk about that I'm just really not um, liking this year is Aaron Rodgers. He's getting he's getting a little old. I know he still physically got it, but it seems like every year that Green Bay offense is going into more run heavy, more run heavy, more run heavy, and they're not keeping any like. They have weapons over there, but nothing like overpowering to make him want to throw the ball more. What do you guys think? Yeah, last year I had Aaron Rodgers in our league, and I pretty much got burned by him. I was still able to be pretty successful, but he just didn't have those prototypical Aaron Rodgers games. I mean, I had also Devontae Adams, and he's really the only weapon he has. So if you have – I mean, I think Devontae Adams is a good wide receiver to pick up just because there's nobody else there as long as he doesn't get hurt. Aaron Rodgers, I think people will draft him higher up because of his name value. I just think there's a lot better quarterbacks that will be better than him that you can get later on. Oh, absolutely. And then they're – they're like Travis said and like you guys were saying, they're they're becoming a more run-heavy offense with – the emergence of Aaron Jones being the the talent that he is. I believe they still have Jamal Williams as his backup too. And then they just, like you guys were saying, there's, there's nobody else. Uh, Alan Lazard is, is probably their number two guy. And he's, I mean, he's a talented guy, but I just don't think he has the consistency to stay a, a solid number two. Like you see a lot of other teams have. And I think that, and then I think that offensive line is starting to deteriorate as well. And uh, I think I think them losing Mike McCarthy 
definitely puts a strain on that offense as well. I mean, they almost made the Super Bowl last year. So obviously what they're doing with the run-heavy offense is working. So there's no, no yeah, there's no reason to throw it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, no reason to change. That's why I say they're going to keep they're going to keep pounding that home. Um, so what other quarterbacks are you expecting to have a down year? Maybe, maybe, um, not look as good as their upside, not play as good as their upside looks. I'm thinking Tom Brady. I mean, I, it's just a new season. He's old. We don't exactly know what he's going to, I mean, he has maybe the most weapons we've seen since that undefeated year with the Patriots. He has so many weapons. He could be really good, but it's a new season, you know, new, uh, new team, new scheme and everything like that. I just don't know what to expect from him. And, I mean, maybe if you can steal him like late as like your backup, maybe I can see it. But I yeah, I he's not he's not going marks. back up. There's just too many question marks for Tom Brady for me to pick him up. Uh, I I'm looking at Deshaun Watson, and me and Travis we talked about it on on Trap Door to Hell last year. How he's one of those guys you pick him, you play him. He's gonna he's gonna put up fantasy relevant numbers, but he loses his number one guy in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he has no run game over there. Uh, offensive line, another offensive line that's starting to deteriorate. I think it's Kenny Stills is like is over there still. Um, who else? Will Fuller maybe. Will Fuller's still there? Yes. Will Fuller's still there? I just don't think they have the offensive weapons, and they're. Gonna well, you forget run. that they got David Johnson from the Cardinals. Now he's not. He's not. He's you know, a ditch, all that he's great, a broken. But... He, he's a broken down version of himself. He's getting up there. I think he's over <laughs> thirty now, which is usually the. Uh, over the hump mark for running backs. And I just think they're, uh, it's, they're just, they're, they're losing a lot of hope with Bill O'Brien over there. And I just don't see Houston being very good this year. And yeah, I think, we've... I think they, they're going to have to rely a lot on Deshaun Watson. And I just think he's going to underperform uh, from what we've seen lately or from the last. Yeah, we talked about all our hate about Bill O'Brien, that he's absolutely tanking that fucking, tanking this fucking team down to the bottom and by getting rid of everybody that does not help um all right so for the draft wise when you're looking at draft quarterbacks who are some guys that you're looking to get as your backups later in the rounds who are some guys you're looking at later rounds someone i'm looking at is joe burrow the rookie out of cincinnati i think because the team is so trash that he's gonna have to throw it a lot I assume he's going to be the opening day starter, or at least his, his back half of the season he's probably going to be starting because that team is going to be god-awful. So if you can get him late, I think he is one of those guys that can put up a lot of garbage time uh, stat piling. I mean, he looked really good in college. I know it's not college people are comparing him to Tom Brady. I think he'd be really good. And I think – I don't know where he's going to be uh, landing in, uh, in your draft, but I think Jared Goff is someone who people have fallen off on. But if you look at the stats, he piled up a lot of the numbers, but he just didn't get touchdowns. So if he turns those yards and completions into touchdowns, he can you know be a really good kind of budget or high-end uh, starting quarterback. I agree with that on Jared Goff. Uh, he's still got the fucking uh, the talent. Um, what am I? The tools over there to get the job done. He's just got to figure out to punch it in. Last year, I think, was anomaly – an anomaly in his career. Uh, I got I got a couple guys here. Uh, Baker is definitely one that – That was one I was going to bring up. Yeah, people are, are – You guys are still drinking the Baker Kool-Aid? I'm drinking the Baker Kool-Aid. One more, now, one more year. <laughs> I, I say it every year, one more year. But I think this year, uh, after getting rid of bitch-ass Freddie Kitchens, I think Baker has a better chance at thriving this year. OB, if we can get a healthy OBJ – Jarvis Landry can uh, – that'll help open up Jarvis Landry a little more. 
and they have the they have uh, David and Joku, and now they just paid Austin Hooper, who they could get a little more protection for Baker now. So hopefully it'll that that'll work out. Nick Chubb's gonna Nick Chubb there on the uh, opening up the running game. I think I think they're set up for Baker to have a very good year. Yeah, I, I think getting rid of Freddie Kitchens is really going to help that cause out. And he's going undrafted. So if you're in a deeper league and it gets to the bottom there and he's still ar- around, wh- why not? Why not take a flyer on him? You've already got your starting quarterback at, you know, earlier in the draft, the guy who's going to start most weeks. Why don't you see, take a flyer on him, see what happens with him, especially with the new, a whole new offense. And then the other guy, the other guy who is probably also going undrafted is Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, this is a very, very talented uh, quarterback, in my opinion. I liked him when he was with Minnesota, uh, and then he came in and he backed up Drew Brees when he was injured. Although you know New Orleans, you have so many weapons over there, it's hard to not succeed. I think uh, uh, some of the talent in Carolina will also help out. I mean, he's got Chris. Christian McCaffrey, who could easily dump the ball to. <laughs> the best got, offensive player the in the best league. best offensive player in the league. You got <laughs> Curtis Samuel. And you have a couple other wide receivers over there that are uh, very good that I think could definitely help Teddy Bridgewater become a uh, fantasy-relevant quarterback. Now, I brought up Tom Brady. What, what do you guys think of Cam Newton? What do you think his upside is this year? I think he's probably going to be the number one rusher on the Patriots. But what do you think he's going to be doing throwing the ball-wise? I think he's going to perform average, medium to average. I mean, you, you don't fail when you're in a Bill Belichick offense, so it's not like he's going to, you know, take a shit. I, I just – I don't see with who's over there to help him. Like, I know he's still got um, Edelman. Julian Edelman over there, but he's a slot guy, and uh, unlike, you know, Tom Brady, Cam Newton not really throws the slot guy a lot. They're going to run – like you said, geez, he's probably going to be the lead rusher. Yeah. So, um, I, I think he'll do okay. Like, if you get him as your second quarterback, I wouldn't say go out and try and get him as a first, but I don't know. I'm kind of wishy-washy on him. Yeah, I think it's kind of a wait and see how that offense runs, and if he's doing good early in the season, then you can definitely bump him up to be your starter. Exactly. How are we feeling about the Chicago quarterback situation? Don't touch him. Don't yeah. fucking touch him. Don't even go there. I mean, they have ta- they have talent at wide receiver, Allen Robinson, and even uh, what's his name, the other guy, who's been kind of injury prone. Oh, um, um, fuck, what's his name? Hold up, I should have it right here. Where is it at? Where's your cheat sheet, Tyler? I thought you had one. I yeah. have one on my on my uh, computer. He does. Here, but there's just so many names. Um, fuck, where's this goddamn name at? Anthony Miller. Anthony, Anthony Miller? Miller. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Miller. They have uh, the talent over there. It's just getting the right scheming down. And I, I think – I don't think Mitch Trubisky lasts the rest of this year. And I think Nick, Nick Foles is going to be the starter. Nick Foles is going to come in and start. But those those are guys, if you're in very, very deep, like 16-team leagues, if you want to go out and grab one as a, as a backup. That wouldn't it's even – It's a stretch. But I can see the up. I can see the upside being a uh, factor into it. High, low. They have a uh, high floor and high ceiling. Yeah. Or low low floor and a high ceiling. Uh, one of the guys that I wanted to talk about is Daniel Jones from the Giants. I know he did not perform all that great last year, but he was actually top five, I think, in QBs 
uh, rushing, fantasy rushing totals and stuff like that. And they're going to get a whole new, you know, reboot over there with their coaching staff. And they just picked up, you know, uh, Golden Tate at the end of the season. They got Sternley Shepard and those guys, which we're going to talk about in the wide receiver segment. But uh, I'm really high on him. I think he's going to outperform this year. What do you guys think? Yeah, I was just going to bring him up if you uh, weren't going to talk about him because I think he's someone to definitely look out for because last season, you know, he had the Eli Manning situation. But then also there's so many injuries on the Giants last year that they didn't have their entire core of star players around him. They never played like I think like a single game or a single down together. So hopefully if everyone can stay healthy, then we can maybe see the best Daniel Jones we've seen thus far. I, I, I just remember the big hype of everybody was on the Daniel Jones train as soon as um soon as what's his name? Eli Manning went down and, and they brought in Daniel Jones to be that star in the first couple games. He was pretty fantasy relevant, but I think he's more of a he's a good he's a good football quarterback. I don't see him as being a good fantasy football quarterback this year. I just don't see them scoring very much outside of Saquon Barkley being the big workload over there. And I just uh, – I, I don't trust him throwing the ball as much as I would say you guys do. I just think he's he's not as proven as I think, you know, some of these other guys are. So I'm kind of just betting on the upside that You're he can be a lot better. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, that's exactly – I mean, like, I'm not taking him and planning to have him as my star – you know, my star guy – but I'm taking him in both of my I've – took, I've took him in both my leagues as my backup. I've actually got Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones in both leagues that I've already drafted for. So maybe I'll get a clean sweep, get him in all four, and they'll outperform everybody and I'll look like a fucking genius. Well, we'll talk about our drafts next week because our draft is on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, how are you guys feeling about Big Ben coming off his injury? And we'll do fine. It's like him and Philip Rivers I put in the same category. Philip Rivers, I think a lot of people are down on because of the year he had last year. But that was with but that was with a, a not good offensive line. And the Indianapolis Colts, one of the best offensive lines in the league. So these two guys coming back, they're gonna perform well. Yeah, I think I'm kind of on the same boat as like Aaron Rodgers. Just because he's the big name, I think a lot of people might try to pick him up because they know who he is, and you know he's a big name star. He is coming back from injury. You don't know what he's gonna what he's gonna be doing, but I think he's a guy I would maybe I like stay away from if he's there at a decent rate. Then maybe I'll pick him up, but I'm just not really feeling Ben right now. I think there's definitely some other uh, quarterbacks that could do better. Like I, I really like Gardner Minshew. I oh, like yeah. as I said Jared Goff and Daniel Jones. I think that's kind of the the guys I'm looking at right now. All right, you guys ready to move on to some running backs? Can we be selfish for a minute? What do you think Derek Carr will do this year? Oh, I'm tired of him even playing on my on the fucking Raiders football field. I'm tired of it. Get rid of him. Mariota, let Mariota start. Fucking tired of Derek Carr. So pick up Marcus Mariota off, off of waivers. Everybody. I, would, I wouldn't touch either of them. They're the same exact quarterback, in my opinion. Although I, Mariota, I think Mariota's run the ball a little better. I think Mariota's actually got some balls. Uh, it's you know we think so we think so and then we'll see how he does when he gets in those situations if he does end up uh, starting for the Raiders so we'll see we'll see that's a tough that's a tough yeah, if spot. anybody drafts him I'm, I'm saying you're a fucking idiot yes absolutely <laughs> yeah uh all right running backs now sure all right what do you guys um <clears throat> all right 
One guy that I want to talk about in particular that's going early that I say put your money in is Clyde Edwards Lair. Oh, yeah. uh, in the top of the draft. I mean, it seems pretty – like, the, with the running backs, the top is the top, and it's the elite. But the, um, maybe jump on him ahead of a guy like Nick Chubb because of the way Kansas City runs their offense. If you're in a PPR league especially, they're going to work some options to get him the ball in the flat. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of good things about him, especially with uh, Damian Williams opting out of the season. He's going to be the star guy on that team. Kansas City, as we keep talking about, they're going to put up numbers. And one guy I wanted to talk about, because there's a lot of running backs in the news right now, not for good reasons, Alvin <laughs> Kamara. He's going very early. He's a top five guy. Yep. But there's trade rumors. He's sitting out because of contract stuff. I know there's probably drafts that have gone on, and there's owners that are fucked over right now because they picked him first. I would – you know, pick this guy over Kamara right now. I'd kind of stay away from him because, I mean, I've kind of been burned before by Le'Veon Bell. I don't want to pick up one of those wide, uh, running backs who are in dis- trade discussions right now. I've learned to just stay away from the guys who are having contract issues or whatever that is. Uh, obviously, the they especially in the running back territory, we talked about this on like our regular podcasts and stuff like that. They they want a lot, and then the owners don't want to pay these fucking guys a lot. So then they just everybody's trying to bully their way around, and they don't they don't really you know care to take the field. So they don't care to take the field. I wouldn't even test it. Yeah, I, I mean Alvin Kamara, especially set like you said, he's a top. He's being drafted as a top five running back, which means he's probably not making it out of the first round in most of your drafts. Uh, that's that's a little risky. That's a little risky to be taking them in a first round, especially like you guys said, contract disputes, potential holdouts, potential trades to teams that you don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with their offense, shit like that. Uh, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that's a high risk, high reward pick for sure, just because he's not really a proven guy yet. This is his rookie season, uh, and this is a guy who's going, another guy who's going like top five picks. So if you could get, if you get him, he has a lot of upside. But just don't don't be surprised if he's not a top five guy. I just I just see a high powered offensive guy and know that they work in Andy Reid's offense. Yeah. Andy Reid figures out a way for everybody to work with him. He made he made Shady Shady McCoy damn near a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean I think he's going to get touches. He's going to get playing opportunities as long as he stays healthy. And no other, you know, running back pops up. I think he's definitely the guy there in Kansas City. And if you're the guy in Kansas City, you definitely want to pick him up. Yep. Now, if Alvin Kamara, now, if you can get him in the second round because a lot of people are staying off him, I think that's good value if, if he does play. Yeah. <clears throat> Most definitely. But I just don't see him take, you know, falling that far because somebody's going to, somebody will take it. Yeah. Somebody won't be paying attention to the news. And <laughs> Alvin Kamara, I know that name. Or it'll just be, oh, he's the top-ranked running back. I'm just going to grab him. Or auto-draft will fuck him over. Auto-draft, yeah. Auto-draft will always fuck somebody over. Uh, I like Miles Sanders out of Philadelphia. Uh, it seemed like it, coming out of their camps and stuff, they're talking about Miles Sanders is going to be getting 90 to 95% of their, their snaps now this year. And I think he's talented enough to carry a workload like that. And uh, he's being drafted. Uh, I think he's right here on my list. He's eighth, uh, eighth ranked among running backs. So I think if I think if you can get him, fucking get him. I guess yeah. that's a good number two running back for you. Even even a number one if you're going wide receiver heavy in your draft. 
I also think the, I agree with that too because the fact that I think Philadelphia is going to try, try and control the time of possession this year. Uh, their defense got burned a shit ton last year. They got absolutely scored from staying on the field too long. So they're going to do whatever they can to run the ball and keep their offense on the field. Yeah, guy I'm looking at is Chris Carson from the uh, Seattle Seagulls. As we, would I say. disagree. I really like him. I mean, I think with that uh, Seahawks offense, they're definitely trying to run the ball. They, as much as they have Russell Wilson there, and he probably should be the the focal point, they want to run the ball. And I think uh, Chris Carson is definitely a guy you want to pick up. I mean, obviously not first, maybe not even second, but if you can maybe get him, you know, early third, I think he's definitely. I got to take if you're kind of like me who will pick up a wide receiver or a tight end very early because you're just trying to get the best guys. Uh, if you're going to do that, make sure you get the handcuff for him. But make the, sure I, you... the problem is your handcuff there is Carlos Hyde. Rashad Penny is out for the season. Uh, I've seen, but I've seen Carlos. Uh, Carlos Hyde can perform in you know a spot situation. So. I just, I just, I'm, I, I stay away from, from that just because, like you said, Chris Carson, he's been known to fumble and he's been known to, to get injured, and it just that, that worries me to where Alvin Cook gets injured all the time and people draft him very high. Yeah, but his, I think his upside is way to way higher than than fucking Chris Carson. And I think I'm not saying to draft him in the first round like you will Devin Cook. No, no, I, I would agree. I would agree with like a third, third round pick for Chris Carson if, if that's the way you're gonna go. Um, but especially Seattle being a very uh, pass-heavy offense, and when they do run the ball, it's usually uh, early first uh, first down uh, situations. For first down, then second down, you usually get uh, Russell Wilson type run, and then they're just gonna heave the ball on third down. So I, that that's where that's where it worries me is is he gonna get the amount of uh, touches as guys like Dalvin Cook and such that you brought up. Yeah, what do you think? What do you got to say about that cheese, huh? You little fucking punk. <laughs> We're not attacking cheese. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just fucking around. Uh, uh, I want to talk about Austin Eckler. All right, we've seen Austin Eckler. Uh, how we? What are we gonna talk about Austin Eckler, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're the dumbass who traded him. Uh, we've seen Austin Eckler perform as as a backup. We've seen him perform. Uh, but when he was a backup, he was a flex option every single week behind Melvin Gordon, who took most of the carries. He came in and um, took over for Melvin Gordon seamlessly with actually, I think, a little more upside than Melvin Gordon because it is in PPR leagues, that is, because of his uh, ability to catch the ball in the flat and make moves. Uh, I think Austin Eckler is a fucking great pickup this year with Tyrod Taylor. They're going to try and get the ball out of his hands. They're going to try and work some funny plays with that. You know, uh, I like. Um, I also like to get Justin Jackson right behind him, just in case Eckler gets fucking banged up. He is a small guy out there. Justin Jackson performs just as good. I feel. Yeah, as much as I, you know, I'm crying over Austin Eckler because they probably should have kept him and won the entire league. I really do like him. I think he's definitely a guy you can scoop up in the late end of the first round. He can definitely, you know, be your star and carry you to victory because he's that damn good. He's a great runner, great pass catcher. He's going to stockpile points in PPR. And and now with their quarterback situation being the way it was, I mean, before you had Phillip Rivers, who Phillip Rivers is throwing the ball 35 to 40 times a game. 
Now you're going to Tyrod Taylor, where I feel they're going to run the ball more. And even if Tyrod doesn't pan out and they start incorporating uh, Justin Herbert into the mix with a young quarterback, they want to develop that talent first. I think they're still going to be a very run-heavy offense. And it's good that they have Austin Eckler to lead that lead the way with that run heavy offense because the talent is obviously there. Yeah. So another guy I want to talk about, you know, those second, third round guys is Josh Jacobs. He came, he had a fantastic year. Should have been rookie of the year, to be honest. I'm not being a homer. Should have been. Not being a homer, but he did suffer a shoulder injury, separated shoulder. He played through it. I mean, that it's just, who knows? It's a scary injury. If he, uh, I mean, it's kind of what the running backs all the time is. Can they stay healthy? But I think with, uh, Josh Jacobs, he had a fantastic year last year. I think he'll do it again if he stays healthy. I, I, I completely agree with that. I, he is, he's very good, and he should be up there. If he doesn't get drafted, I've been seeing him go in first rounds quite a bit too. If he doesn't get drafted in the first round, my, go ahead and take him in the second, man. He's not going to let you down, I don't feel. Especially they don't trust Derek Carr over there. Yeah. Fucking guy can't play. Uh, Who are some guys that you're staying away from and uh, not – yeah, staying away from? I've been burned by this probably the last two years, and it's Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon has all the talent in the world. He is just – he's just stuck on that shitty Cincinnati Bengals team, a team where you would think with a rookie quarterback they're going to run the ball. But that offensive line just doesn't have the uh, the gusto to 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 support a heavy running back like that, a heavy uh, run offense like that. And I just think, especially since Joe Mixon usually is a first, second round guy, depending on how you're how you're drafting. If you could get him in the third, maybe even, or if you can get him in the fourth, maybe even the fifth, then he's good. His upside is is very good. He definitely has the ability to have multiple touchdown games but just don't expect him to be a a workhorse or somebody who could lead you to a championship yeah i'm kind of in the same boat with Le'Veon bell the team not very good he's a big name so people might pick him up earlier than he should be yes. I'm, I'm staying away from him i just don't think he's going to be pr- that productive for the price you're going to take him at and then another guy who just got traded david johnson to the houston texans who knows exactly what's going to be going on i mean he was absolutely atrocious last year for the Cardinals. And I just don't see him being that much better. I mean, the only thing I can think of is because he was traded for Deandre Hopkins is they want to prove a point that he's worth it. So they might just feed him the rock all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That would be something stupid that Bill O'Brien <laughs> would be the fucking dumbest shit he ever Wait, would did. This, but would this be head coach Bill O'Brien or would this be general manager Bill O'Brien <laughs> making that call? No, it's, it's actually general manager Bill O'Brien giving the call down to owner or to coach Bill O'Brien, telling him that the, he needs to tell the offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien to do it this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm staying away from Raheem Mostert of the 49ers. The issue here, and we've seen it last year, is I think everybody's going, oh, well, he's going to be the main guy over there. Um, after, you know, a couple performances late in the season last year. San Francisco has so many fucking options over there that they're going to keep handing the ball to whoever's hot. So the at where he's getting drafted, if you get him late, late, um, after the after the sixth or seventh round, I think that's phenomenal. But I think he's going too early for somebody who's on a week to week basis. Who knows how he's going to perform? Yeah, I mean, 
I I just don't know about that the running back by committee that they got over there because one week you know one person will go off and then a week later a completely different person will go off and I think it's just too volatile and there's some you know one two punches around the league that you can are a lot more dependable than the 49ers as good as they are it's just more of a crapshoot yeah now we got two running backs going to Miami I wanted to ask about Jordan Howard and uh, Matt Breida both going to Miami what do you think that their production will be with that team I, I don't like touching any running back out of Miami. I I drafted Kenyon Drake last year very late. I think I got him like 10th round type type player. Um, you got Kenyon Drake in the 10th round? Yeah, he, he kept falling just because, I mean, Miami is not running the ball. They're, they're, they're a very pass-heavy offense, especially with uh, Fitz Magic over there, who's most likely going to start the season as their quarterback. Uh, I just don't see them running the ball, and I don't think Matt Breida or um, who's the other one, Jordan Howard. I just don't. I don't see them having very much production. Yeah, I mean the the Dolphins are trash. They're going to be down late all the time. So, I mean, maybe if there's like a predominant pass catcher out there that you can maybe start him as your flex, and I think that's a good pickup there. But just as a strict running running back, I just don't see any one of them being worth it. Yeah, that's kind of where I felt, too. I wanted to see where you guys stood. Um, Tariq Cohen in Chicago. We talked about Chicago and their offense. Um, and especially, well, last week we talked about I had that trade possibility for Tariq Cohen, and I declined it. I could have got Tariq Cohen. And then um, who's the other quarterback over there? Got injured. David Montgomery? Running back, David Montgomery, yes. Yeah, what did I say? Quarterback. My bad. Running back David Montgomery. He got injured, so Tariq Cohen is now the number one guy in Chicago, and he's high. He's high off flex option in PPR leagues because when Mitch Trubisky can't figure it out, he dumps it off to Tariq Cohen, and he can't figure it out a lot of the time. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same boat. I'm not going to go out of my way to pick up that guy, but if they're they fell in my lap and I'm looking for like a flex guy. I mean, I think it's a good pickup, but I, I mean, the the Chicago offense just doesn't really do anything for me. So I'm, I'm that's one of the other teams. I'm like, you know, they might have some name value, but I'm probably gonna try to stay away from them. Yeah, for sure. I I think Tariq Cohen is basically the Walmart brand version of Alvin Kamara. They're, <laughs> they're, pretty much, they're pretty much the same thing, just a little less talented and on a shittier team. So I just don't. I, I can't see him being any uh, any relevant to fantasy. And David Montgomery is a very talented running back, and I don't think he's out for too long either. I think it's like maybe the first few weeks. The so that, that could be somebody who you could grab later just because of the injury being, you know, scaring off people and could have good uh, second half of the season upside. The rollback man comes out, rolls up, smacks fucking Tariq Cohen on the head. <laughs> Or Schmaxa, who did you say he was? Walmart brand version of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he comes, he runs up and smacks up Alvin Kamara on the head. He turns into Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Uh, what one running back that was very high on people's draft boards last year, who I think should people should stay away from, Marlon Mack. I just, I think. Well, they gonna, say that they say that rookie's going to probably take over gonna, for him. Huh? I was going to say he. I think he's going to lose his job to Jonathan Taylor. And I think it's going to be bye-bye to the Marlon Mack era over there in Indy the last few years that it has been. Yeah, it'd be uh, a shame if someone traded him for uh, Austin Eckler. be a real damn shame. 
It would be. <laughs> but, yeah, I would stay away just because a lot of the people who, you know, go off of last year's stats and don't really look and just see, oh, Marlon Mack is still there. Maybe I should grab him. He had a lot of fantasy relevance last year. Just I, w- I wouldn't even touch him. Yeah, I mean, especially with Phillip Rivers under under center there, they're going to want to throw it a lot more than what they did last year. Yeah. Uh, another guy that I think these early drafts are getting burnt by is Leonard Fournette because he's not uh, on the team was, anymore. That was exactly <laughs> – that. so that was the question from Johnny Roca. He had the question, what to do with Leonard Fournette? I'm not sure a lot of people uh, – I'm sure a lot of people who drafted him recently are having the same issue. First of all, I'm, so, if, I'm sorry if your draft already happened – um, and you didn't get the information in time. You stay the fuck away from Leonard Fournette. I drafted him for like I drafted him like three like a few years ago when he was first coming in the league, like back to back years, and he did not perform as good. And ever since then, I just stay away. He's not even fucking worth it. Yeah, no, I mean well, uh, he's not even on a team right now, so I don't know why you would want to draft him unless you're well, like, you know last pick and you know. Well, what do people? What, what, what I mean. People who people who have already drafted him, yeah, we're telling people, hey, obviously, do not touch him. Obviously, yeah, do not draft. Obviously, him. you can't draft him, but uh, people who already have him, what do you think of their options? I, I say think it's a team by team basis. Just who's out there and what what do you have? I I hold I hold on to him just on the off chance that he does get put on or he does get picked up by a team that's in very very high need of a running back. Uh, I think he, I think he has talent and I think he's just, he's another victim of being on a shitty, shitty team. Jacksonville, just not, not able to perform well. And I think if he's put on a better team, Leonard Fournette can shine a little better. Now, if your league is like our league and your owner was, or your, uh, commissioner was nice enough to put in an IR for COVID relief, Maybe take advantage of that and put stick them on your IR. That way you don't have to drop them. But as soon as you need those IR spots, if saying you do, fucking just get rid of them for the next best, man. I mean, not much you can do. Yeah. You fucked up your draft in the first place by drafting them. I don't know. I hear our commissioner is a little bitch. No, our ex-commissioner. No, ex-commissioner was the best commissioner. It's like going from yeah. Bud he spent the league's money. It's like going from Bud Selig to goddamn Rob Manfred. All right. <laughs> They're both terrible. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Uh, what hey. do you guys? What do you guys think of the of the Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley's? Uh, if if Devontae Freeman's even on a team, those guys. Uh, I'm cool with Melvin Gordon. I'm cool going with Melvin Gordon because. At an appropriate draft pick. Don't get him too high because Denver is, is going to fucking run the ball a ton. So as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be able to turn a profit for you. Quote, unquote, turn a profit. Uh, Todd Gurley, just stay the fuck away. They couldn't even, they couldn't even get Devontae Free, uh, Freeman going, and now he's not even on a goddamn team. I think I'm a little higher on uh, Todd Gurley. I, I mean, I, I would draft him at the right price. I'm not, you know, going out there second, third round to pick him up or anything like that. But I think Atlanta, they're going to be out there, you know, trying to score some points. They're trying to, you know, go all over the place. I think Todd Gurley, I, I, it is kind of one of those guys that you're kind of a little touchdown dependent. But I think if he hits, he can hit big. Yeah, if. Big if. I, I'm the same way, especially with Atlanta. They get down into the red zone. 
And for some reason, Matt Ryan forgets that he has probably one of the best red zone wide receivers in the league in Julio Jones. He just doesn't target him enough. And then he lost Austin Hooper. And I just think Calvin Ridley is a little too small to be getting red zone targets. So I think they're going to try and uh, punch the ball in with Todd Gurley a lot more than what they were doing with Devontae Freeman. So he's definitely a uh, touchdown dependent guy. I just worry about Melvin Gordon being so injury prone in Denver. And then also the fact that they still have Philip Lindsay, who I still think is a very talented running back. And I, I could see uh, – Melvin Gordon's back in the same offense he was with Austin Eckler behind yeah. him. It's the except, same thing. <laughs> except, Yeah, except for I feel like Denver has a little bit more faith in Philip Lindsay than uh, the Chargers had in Austin Eckler. What do you mean? They got rid of him and made Austin Eckler the starter. They have faith in him. Well, they have faith in him now. Uh, I think Philip Lindsay – has had more they the, the Denver has had more faith in Philip Lindsay than they have in Melvin Gordon since this is Melvin Gordon's first year with Denver. I see what you're saying. Yes. Thank you. Is one that more guy, you, one, one oh, more guy one I want to bring up. Uh, Kareem Hunt. You know, he, he might be considered a handcuff for Nick Chubb, but I think on his own, he's going to get a lot of points. And if Nick Chubb does go down, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt just goes right in there to possibly be a, a top five running back. So definitely go and swoop him up. I, I definitely agree. If you have the opportunity to get Kareem Hunt, um, he's even he's a flex mid mid, mid rounds. Yeah. I, I think he's fantastic, and just like hopefully they're gonna try everything to get that offense going. So that means they're gonna have to use Kareem Hunt. We know how much of a playmaker he is when he gets the ball in open field. So look for that. They've been saying that they uh, coming out of the Browns camp that they might be using Kareem Hunt as a slot receiver type guy. Uh, and less as a running back. So I think I think even not even drafting him as a handcuff, just drafting him as a flex guy. Yeah, no. Definitely be good for your team. I agree. You can't go wrong with picking Kareem Hunt. Yes. Unless he, like, beats the shit out of some women again. Was that him? Yeah, well, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You got to be a little specific. I can't, I can't keep up. I can't yeah, keep up. It's tough. It's hard out here. And I think with, you know, the, such high upside, you can use him as some trade bait as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, if we don't have anything more on running backs, let's move on to some wide receivers. Who do you guys got? Uh, who are you guys looking at? Give me some – shoot me some names. Let's talk. Well, I brought up David Johnson, his counterpart, who got traded for it, DeAndre Hopkins. We talked – I mean, Kyler Murray, we're both high on him, Travis. What do you think DeAndre Hopkins will be doing? Yes, he's probably, you know, top tier, but do you think he's going to be, you know, one of the guys – I, I, yeah, I think he'll be one of the guys. I think he'll be perfectly fine. As long as they could, uh, the, they could figure out in Arizona how to get the ball to him, and I think Cl- Cliff Kingsbury will do that for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with Nuke. He's probably he's easily one of the most talented uh, wide receivers in the league itself. And if Kyler Murray does pan out, then DeAndre Hopkins, I could see getting that same level of – fantasy relevance as he had when he had Deshaun Watson. I just see him not 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 hitting the expectations that everybody had him when he had Deshaun Watson. So I wouldn't expect that same kind of the same kind of uh well the last couple of years is this last couple of years he hasn't been getting the ball that that much from um from Deshaun Watson um you know so He's going to perform the same, if not better. It's not like he's going to get worse. 
So would you say that, is he a, a first round wide receiver lock? Would you pick him up in the, in the first round? If he's I ready? already told him I don't go wide receiver first round. So if he, if he gets, if he's still hanging around by the second, I'll think about it. But if he goes in the first, he goes in the first. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to grab him in the first. I feel like, is Michael Thomas the only guy you're going? Michael to Thomas, pick up? Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas. Yeah, I would say he's the only one. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and at the lower end, maybe Tyreek Hill. That's about it. Yeah, that that sounds about right. I throw Devonta Adams out there just because there's no one else, and Aaron Rodgers is throw to somebody. Well, this is this is a guy who almost makes it into my list because of the predicament he's in this year. Chris Godwin with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mike Evans is technically the number one over there. Chris uh, Chris Godwin is a slot guy, but as we talked about earlier, Tom Brady loves throwing the slot. That's why him and Ju- Julian Edelman worked out so well. Him and fucking Wes Welker, they were the same thing. Slot guys. He fucking hits that spot. Chris Godwin's upside is so fucking high with Tom Brady there and in Bruce Arians' system. He's a guy that you can get. You know, like, and, I, and I'm noticing it a lot because in the, the rankings that they have on, on these apps where we're drafting from still have Mike Evans ahead of them. And people are drafting Mike Evans not knowing this information. So Chris Godwin's slipping through to the second, third round. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, either uh, way, you're, you're not going wrong with either one of them, but Tyler? I just, I just, I worry with, with Chris Godwin having his quote-unquote breakout season last year that the attention kind of turns in, in defensive minds. Uh, the attention turns from Mike Evans to Chris Godwin, and he's going to start getting double teamed a lot more and I think the, I think uh, defenses are going to start focusing in on okay we need to we need to guard Chris Godwin more than we need to guard Mike Evans and then Mike Evans is going to get the ball and then at, the week after that they're going to guard Mike Evans I mean <laughs> that, that's how it goes over there in Tampa Bay yeah pretty that's what that's why I fear of drafting those guys so early is because of that flip-flop that they have that not you're not going to get you know it's not a very consistent – they're not consistent guys. They're, they're up and down throughout the entire year. Well, that also depends on how much they're throwing the ball. Yeah, and how Tom Brady performs because Tom Brady could just, you know if he's slinging, – If he's slinging that dick all around the field, every, it doesn't matter. You could start them both and on – you can have both of them on your team and start them every week and be able to perform. But, when I mean, when is Tom Brady – when have we ever talked about Tom ba- Tom Brady receivers and like you want all of Tom Brady's receivers? Yeah, he- but he's he's only played for Bill Belichick. He's never played for Bruce Arians. Exactly, he has to play under a brand new head coach. It's a completely different offense. My Tom Brady's so smart, he's gonna fit right in. This will be the test. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> I mean, well, an- <laughs> another guy. Well, I want I want to talk about a guy who came out of that, who just came out of that, and he was traded to the New York Jets, Brashard Perryman. Now, when Mike Evans went down last year, and he had to come in to fill spots with Chris Godwin by his side, Brashard Perryman became a fucking uh, waiver waiver stud pickup last year. Now he's going to the Jets. How do you think he performs with Sam Darnold in the Jets? I kind of like the the. I like the opportunity at a very low round pick that 
he's a good option to go with. Yeah, I said with Le'Veon Bell, I just don't see the Jets performing so well. So they're going to be down a lot. And that's why, you know, the wide receivers, maybe even Sam Darnold late if he if he shows that he can be doing something. But, uh, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page as you. If you can pick him up late, as a, you know, scoop him up as a flex option, I, th- I definitely think that's the way to go with the Jets. I hate the Jets offense so much. I'm not touching anybody over there. I mean, I, uh, Sam Darnold, I have no trust that he will be able to get the job done. And I just don't – I just can't see anybody thriving in that offense. Yeah, I'm not banking on him. I'm just one of those, fuck it, I'll see what happens, picks. Throw, throw him on the bench, and you hope, you hope I'm wrong. If, if, you, if you are going to draft him, get as late as possible. Probably ninth, tenth round would be where I'd grab him. And if he pans out, then damn, you've you got to steal late. But just don't expect it to happen. Um, two, two teams, I want to, two teams that have a, a, a collection of wide receivers and where do you think, who do you think is going to outperform and who do you think is going to underperform? The New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys have quite a few guys on each team. Let's start with the Giants here. Who do you think is the standout there and who do you think is the kind of lower end on that side? Well, last year I had Sterling Shepard and he, he's one of those guys that, has a lot of upside, but he just cannot stay healthy. And it's concussions, which is a scary thing because they just never seem to go away. And so that, that's a guy that, you know, if for the right price, maybe I'll scoop him up, but he's like, I've been burned by him before. And I just don't want to put my, my emphasis, you know, put my energy behind him for him just to let me down again. Yes. Uh, Sterling Shepard is definitely a, uh, he's he's so questionable because, like you said, his injury proneness is iffy. Darius Slayton, who was kind of that breakout guy last year, um, I just can't see. I just don't see the. Ta- I just don't. I, I don't see that offensive thriving enough. That offense thriving enough in order for any of these guys to be really like wider. I maybe flex options for for any of them, and it's it's a toss up between them all. Like go go even Golden Tate like is is questionable. Just they have too many they have too many people. Yeah, these too, guys are all, too these many are all, mediocre people. These guys are all mid forty rank, so that's kind of uh, mid forty top you know top uh, yeah. listing of uh, the wide receivers. So like I'm just trying to if you get into that you know maybe first flex option pick and these group of guys come up, who's the guy that you're gonna take the flyer on? Who's the guy who you you know? Say, no, you know what? Might as well. I'm I'm only grabbing Sterling Shepard in that situation just because he's a little more proven than the other guys. Yes, he's injury prone, but when he can stay on the field, I feel like he is. I think he's the best he's option. More ta- he's more talented. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, I said Sterling Shepard. I mean, for flex, you're going to have hopefully two, three guys you can pick from, so you can just kind of swap out. And I mean, if Sterling Shepard pans out, I think he definitely can hit and be a starting wide receiver for you. But he just kind of—he's one of those guys that has to prove that he can stay healthy. But then with the concussions, it just takes one hit for him to be gone the whole season. Yeah, I just—I just feel bad for Golden Tate. I mean, he was—he was a top fifteen, top twenty wide receiver coming out of Detroit gets dealt away and then he gets put on this Giants team and seems like he's just kind of fallen fallen off the maps ever since then. Yeah. 
Okay, so now on to Dallas, where they've got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and uh, rookie C.D. Lamb. Uh, so people are really high on C.D. Lamb. They think he might be the possible breakout star in this offense, but we know Amari Cooper can play. We know Michael Gallup is great as a slot guy. So um, what are you thinking out of those three guys? I'm honestly staying away from Amari Cooper now because I don't think he's going to be good. I think he can be, you know, a fantastic wide receiver. I just think for the price and how high he's going to be drafted, you can pick up Michael Gallup, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round, and he'll be just as productive, maybe even more in some games than Amari Cooper. And then I really like CeeDee Lamb. I mean, I was hoping that maybe the, the Raiders would scoop him up just because I think he's phenomenal as well. So maybe even a later pickup if he is still there, I think, you know, all three of these guys are going to be fantastic, but I think for the price, I'm staying away from Cooper, but I'll pick up the other two guys. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. I'm, I'm just a little worried that this, this offense, with the amount of uh, weapons it has, it's going to be like, like Atlanta, Atlanta the last few years, where they're going to be running a lot of three wide receiver sets or they're going to be pounding the ball with Zeke. But I just feel like they're not going to score as much as Atlanta does. And that's that's where it, it scares me a little bit because like Atlanta they had Julio Jones. Who you don't a, think the Cowboys are going to score as much as Atlanta does? As, as much as Atlanta used to, because Atlanta now the, I mean they're still scoring but not very not as much as they were when it was Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and then the addition of Calvin Ridley lately or the last two years. Last has, time I checked, the Washington racial slurs are still in the NFC East. Yeah, that's true. That defense is trash. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna get they're gonna get up they're gonna get up two touchdowns and then Zeke is just gonna they're just gonna let Zeke run and then Zeke's gonna get two or three touchdowns. <laughs> they're gonna throw Tony Pollard in. That's how I see that offense of running. Offense running. So I I I like the idea of CD Lamb late. <laughs> uh, Michael Gallup worries me just in case CD Lamb does pan out and uh, they might start pulling targets away from Gallup and giving them more to CeeDee Lamb. I can't, nope. I, can't, I can't talk about Cooper. I drafted him in the third round in my, in my fantasy draft, so I got to be biased here. Third round's like not, a bad dra- not a bad uh, draft position to get Amari Cooper, though. Yeah. It's when he goes top two. It's... Yeah, I would, I'm not looking to draft him in the first two rounds at all. But like I said, the guy I, who's injury prone. He's not going to play the entire season. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very scary thing. And I did draft him as my wide receiver one, but the I just feel like if he does get the chance to play 16 games this season, that he he'll definitely have the uh, talent to. Was, was Cooper the best that. available guy, or was there some guys you were bouncing back and forth on? Oh God, I think he I. He think, doesn't know. He doesn't fucking know. I think he know. was the best available but I was bouncing back and forth between him and Kenny Galladay. Uh, well, uh, either way. Um, real, also, too, I wanted to hit on this. I see a lot of people taking Cortland Sutton early. Not not too early, early, but uh, at about his average ADP. He's not going earlier than that. And then so Jerry is- Judy and Jerry Judy's getting taken, too. Uh, these are guys that I want to stay away from. Uh, I don't trust Drew Locke. I don't trust Denver throwing the ball. I, I, do, I don't think they're viable options. I mean, I, I like Denver kind of overall. I 
don't think they're going to make like a playoff push by any means, but I, I think I'm a little higher on the offense than you. I think they're going to put some things together. Drew Locke had a pretty good season at the end of last year. And I think, I mean, it all depends on where these guys are going. If you can scoop up Sutton, you know, third, fourth, maybe, but he's probably not going to be going that, that late. So, I mean, I, I like him. Maybe not as your wide receiver one, but maybe wide receiver two. So right now, Cortland Sutton's ADP is five, is 5.1. So he's going, he's going like fifth, sixth round, and I like him right there. I mean, I think, like Cheese was saying, I think Drew Locke has, has the talent, and he showed it kind of at the end of the year. I believe Denver also boosted up that offensive line a little bit to, to help out. I think they have a chance to, to allow Cortland Sutton to be a, a wide receiver one type player. So if you could grab him, if you can get him as a wide receiver, as your wide receiver two, and he's the wide receiver one for the Denver Broncos, I think that's a damn good steal right there. All right, we'll fucking see. We'll fucking see, boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm trying to grab guys who are the guy. Like with Amari Cooper, yeah, he's the number one guy, but there's just so many other there's so many other weapons around him. So with Corden Sutton, you know, yeah, there's some other people around, but I think for him, he's a much more focal point than some of the other guys. And he yeah, can get him at a, a cheaper price. Yeah, he's going to be getting a, a brunt of that workload of those targets over there. Yeah, uh, we talked about a cu- last week the injury in San Francisco to uh, Debo Samuel leaving the hole open. And I'm telling you right now, and I said, I tell you they're going to throw the ball. Brendan Ayuk, the rookie wide receiver, is going to be used heavily in this offense this year. He's going so fucking late in the draft, you can pick him up as one of your two to three last draft picks because nobody's picking him. And he's going to be the guy in San Francisco. Fucking count on it right now. Similar to those to the running backs. I mean, besides George Kittle, I just don't know who they're going to really be throwing the ball. So, if that if that guy does, I just told you, Tease. I just told so, you. Okay, so sorry. you think you think they're going to be throwing the ball more to Brandon Ayuk than the guy they just paid, George Kittle? Mm-hmm. I think you are smoking the the devil's lettuce, and you need to stop. Cause that's just not gonna happen. That's yeah. just not gonna happen. I gotta have I gotta have one wild take. So hopefully, I mean, if it pans out, I'm gonna look like a fucking genius. I mean, we just we just seen what happened last year. Obviously, their defense and the the wild card of that running of who the fuck they're gonna have running the ball. They're gonna they're gonna pound the ball into the ground and they're gonna let the defense do its thing. But look at the at the fucking drafting position that like Brandon Ayuk is going at. You could fucking take that flyer and leave him on your bench. If I'm wrong, then I'm just wrong. If I'm right, then you look like a genius. So I'm all his for Brandon a- succeeding. His his ADP right now is yeah he he's sitting at a twelve point. He's sitting in the twelfth round. So if you can get him in the twelfth round, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But any anything high like anything higher than the eighth round? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking at him there. Uh, how, how are you guys feeling about Stefan Diggs? Where where would you, where would you guys think to take Stefan Diggs? He he just got out of Minnesota's uh, offense. He's now with the Buffalo Bills. He's got Josh Allen, who has one of the strongest arms in the league, throwing him the ball. How, how do we see Stefan Diggs uh, playing out? It's the ADP on him. All right, hold up. Let me pull it up. Cause, I mean, I like him. I mean, I think he was doing great work over at uh, in Minnesota, and I think if you transfer that over to the Buffalo, the Buffalo offense, which I think is really good as well, 
I think he can definitely <laughs> succeed. And I mean, it all just depends. Playing opposite John Brown too is going to help him. Sitting at an ADP of six point oh five, so early sixth, late fifth. Like him there. I like yeah. him there. I think it's good. I mean, if that's your wide receiver too, I think that's a, a definitely a good pickup there. I, I just flex. worry about. I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I I love draft drafting Josh Allen as as you know as a late QB one, maybe even my QB two. But I just worry about. Uh, the accuracy issues that he has. And now, you know, Devin Singletary is going to be getting a lot of the workload too. They just, they just got a uh, rookie running back who's supposed to be really talented as well. That, that kind of stuff worries me with how much they're actually going to throw the ball. And Buffalo, they just don't score a lot of points. They're low scoring offense. I expect them to turn that around though. You think they're going to be a, a more high-scoring offense this year? I think, I think they're going to figure it out. I think last year they were in the middle of trying to input that whole offense and get everything on schedule. I think they hammered nailed it out. They got the wide receiver they want. I think they're going to figure it out and perform well. So Another guy kind of in that middle of the pack is Hollywood Brown. I think he's a guy that – can be fantastic this year that you can scoop up a little later that has a lot of high upside who knows what the buff uh, the uh, baltimore offense will be doing maybe they throw a little bit more and he i think he's going to be the top guy there and he can definitely uh, score a lot of touchdowns score a lot of points for you so definitely the brown to take on antonio hollywood brown is also sitting at a six six point oh one adp and that's i mean i wouldn't expect to take him any higher than that He's definitely a, a wide receiver, too, in my opinion, just because of the way that Baltimore runs that offense or very run-heavy offense, uh, not throwing the ball. And they like to throw the ball to tight ends as well. So, uh, yeah, I can see him being a, a wide receiver, too, even falling down to a flex option. Uh, guys that I think that are also – there, people are forgetting about them and they're falling down in drafting position is T.Y. Hilton and Devontae Parker. Now, T.Y. Hilton mostly because of injury. injury and stuff like that. But if he can stay healthy and with Phillip Rivers there in a good offensive line to help out and, uh, you know, if Marlon Mack ends up losing his job or whatever, if that running back turns out, that can help them open up the offense – I think especially early, he's going to have high fucking potential um, as long as he stays healthy. And Devontae Parker, he drops down every year because he plays for Miami, but he's always a fucking super high option, flex option every single week. Uh, maybe even wide receiver two some weeks. And I think Miami's starting to figure out how to play a, play some football. So uh, he was he was a top five wide receiver the last uh, five or six weeks of the season last year. There you go. Thanks for the stats. But my problem is is are they going to run Ryan Fitzpatrick the entire uh, the entire season? Because if they get two in there, I think that definitely lowers Devontae Parker's uh, his output. Well, I we don't know. We haven't seen him. I just I, st- I I just don't see them trying to throw the ball very much and let and let Tua throw the ball if he starts. Look, they're not going to put Tua in if they don't trust him to run the offense that they're going to run. Because at that point, they're just giving up games. The reason they throw the ball so fucking much is because they get in these shootouts and their defense can't keep the other offense off the field. But so, the only the only time we're seeing them run this high high pass offense is when Fitzpatrick's on the field. But what That's if they it. see something good from Tua in practice? I just, I mean, the, uh, the Josh Rosen, 
Um, who was it before Josh? Who was the guy before Josh Rosen? They've they've had a lot of talent. Ryan Tannehill, who's now in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill, who was performing his ass off, performing his ass off over there. I mean, they uh, they had the talent. They just weren't throwing the ball as much until Ryan Fitzpatrick showed up. I just, I just don't see. I, 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 I see think you're, I think you're just incepting that into your own brain. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, I'm not. This is all just, you know, what I think from my, from my brain. And <laughs> as we all know, Tyler's brain is not the best. I like Devonte Parker. It's Miami. They're going to be down a lot. They're going to throw the ball a lot. And I think no matter who's behind, who's throwing in the ball, whether it's Tua or Fitzpatrick, I think he's going to get a lot of options. Uh, I think kind of very similar, Terry McLaurin, that team is going to be trash. So he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And he can maybe even, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Dwayne Haskins. Maybe he could even get boosted up to possibly wide receiver two or wide receiver one just because he gets so many opportunities. I think Terry McLaurin had, uh, throughout the first half of the season, led the league in wide receiver touchdowns or something like that. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think that was accurate. Uh, so he's obviously the option in the red zone over there in Washington. So we have McLaurin with an ADP of 5.03. So he's he's going at late fourth, early fifth round. Devontae Parker, on the other hand, was going uh, sixth round. He was a 6.01 or something like that. So he's late fifth, early sixth. Which of those guys would you rather have on your team? If, if, you're, if you're sitting – Let's say you're you're picking middle of the it's your. I'm pick. I'm picking Devonte Parker because of big play opportunity. I think he has more option to make a big play. And I would go with McLaurin just because I feel he's gonna get more opportunities and he's gonna be thrown a lot more than Devonte Parker. So I mean I think they're pretty similar. I I mean all the rankings I'm kind of looking at they're all kind of you know five right positions there, yeah. apart from each other. So I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. But I, I feel like McLaurin has a much higher upside to you know be a you know possibly a one if everything pans out. Yeah, I'm breaking the tie. I'm with I'm going with cheese here with Scary Terry just because the quarterback play. I feel like I, you know, if Dwayne Haskins could figure it out, great. He's very talented and he's gonna he's gonna throw the ball. He loves Terry McLaurin, and I know it's kind of a stretch, but if Alex Smith somehow some way ends up winning the job over there in Washington. He he's a, he's still a very good quarterback and I th- I think he could do a lot of good to help Terry McLaurin's career. Hey man, he's uh I'm glad to you know that he's back and the doctors cleared him to play. I don't know what fucking doctor did, but he does not look close to 100% right now. So I just want to see him stay healthy rehabil- re- rehabilitate. Yes. And then maybe be sideline helping Dwayne Haskins this season. I don't need to see him get on the field and fucking get his leg exploded again. I don't need all, that. All I'm saying is Riverboat Ron said that it's going to be a, a great QB fight this, this off or this uh, training camp. So yeah. it seems, seems like, it seems like they're giving Alex Smith a chance to actually win his job. Well, with the, well, we know how the Washington football team operates. It's probably going to be a wet t-shirt contest and a Lou wrestling match. No, no, come on. River Vote Ron's changing the culture, all right? Mm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anybody else uh, in wide receivers that you guys uh, want to point out, talk about? Well, obviously don't draft Tyrell Williams from the Raiders because, you know, he won't be playing. 
Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to go after Odell Beckham or Juice. I feel like that Cleveland op- offense is going to get going this season. Jarvis How? Landry was very good last year. I mean, I think he was even oh, yeah. Odell. So uh, I, well, Jarvis, it's Jarvis is going to go later, but I think he can be better than Odell. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened last year. I, I did it last year where I drafted uh, Jarvis in a couple of my leagues and didn't draft Odell because I saw that coming. They just have more rapport. If you can, where are you grabbing DJ Chark? How are we feeling about DJ Chark? Because I was just seeing Travis's face, and he just kind of gave a kind of a squirmish look to that. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm very kind of unsure. I did draft DJ Chark Chark last year, and he performed well at times. Uh, he other was times guy- not. But they do have Chucky Gruden over there, or not Chucky? What's what's uh what's the other Gruden? Not John. What's uh. Yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay Gruden's over there now, and he's going to try and pass the ball. They're going to focus in on that. So, Dude, what are you talking about? Jay Gruden was the one facilitating the wet T-shirt contest over there in, in Washington, all right? Yeah, and you know how much fucking Gardner Minshew's going to love that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Is there a better coach and player fit than Jay Gruden and <laughs> Gardner Minshew? Yeah, no, I, I can't see one. But uh, right now, DJ Chark is sitting at a 4.12 ADP. So he's getting, he's getting taken very high. I like him early fifth round. So if you can get him fifth round, what about you? Early what, what, fifth round. Where are you thinking, Cheese? I, I think fourth round is too early. Fifth round seems about right because I just feel like there's much more safer picks at the wide receiver spot in that fourth round area. Yeah, I. T- he's, he's definitely another high risk, high reward. To where if he does pan off, pan out, he's gonna do great. Like the very beginning of the season, he was a breakout throughout the first five weeks of the season, and then you know the Minshew madness started to kind of dissipate, and it ended up being not very you know productive. That that offense ended up not being as productive as it was to start. Um, <laughs> I don't think we talked about this last week, but what do you think of like pairing quarterbacks and wide receivers? Are you do you stay away from that? Because it's uh, high reward. I don't I don't go out of I don't go out of my way to do it, but if that falls in my lap accordingly, I will. Yeah, I'm I'm not one to like go out and be like, this is gonna be my game plan. I have to pair these guys. It's kinda like if the cards play right, then I'm I'm all for it. You know, it's it's nice to get that that sort of situation down. It, it's nice when you look at your at your score sheet and you see, you know, you see Fitzpatrick hit Devontae Parker for a touchdown, but I don't think it's a necessity. I feel it. I feel it. All right. We any well, more wide receivers or I was gonna bring up the Philadelphia situation. Alshon Jeffrey is falling hard. And I <laughs> Who's just, he falling for? Me. <laughs> uh, what what are you guys thinking about the Philly situation? Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Deshaun Jackson. We could even talk a little bit about Zach Ertz, even though he's a tight end, but still. And then Jay, I would bring up Jalen Rager, but he just went down for I think he uh, six weeks out the first six weeks of the season with a leg injury. It for me, it's been so hard over the past few years to get put a finger on what. Philadelphia's offense is doing so because I can't figure it out. I've just been staying away from them personally. 
Yeah, I don't really know what to do with that Philly offense. I mean, last year Deshaun Jack or uh, yeah Deshaun Jackson, he had a really good, I think, first game, and then after first that, two weeks, yeah, first two yeah. weeks, and then, and then he, he get hurt, he got hurt, and they just didn't play again. And I think he maybe came back at the end, but he didn't do anything. So it's they like, yeah, do you put more stock in the beginning where he was fantastic, or you put more stock in the end where he didn't do anything at all? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a tough situation. And then uh, AJ Green, what are what are we thinking on AJ Green? Stay away. You're staying away. Is he, away. A, is he I mean, actually playing this year? What's going on with that? Uh, from from everything we've heard, he's playing. I don't fucking trust him. I think it just all depends where he's going. ADP, Tyler, what's it looking like? I mean, well, right in the rankings, he's a top 20. His ADP is, come on, Wi-Fi, don't let me down. He's a 6.1, so he's, he's going – Going I mean, in the sixth you, round. If you swoop him up as a flex, I think that's a, a, a good option as long as you got some other backups and stuff to kind of intermingle. Because, I mean, was it's a foot injury, right? And those foot injuries can always be kind of they stay there forever, yeah. And you don't really know, you know, you can feel good in practice, but someone steps on it and then it just all goes to hell. Yeah, look what happened to Antonio Brown after his foot injury. <laughs> that's a different kind of foot injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I. There's too many options. I just stay away because he could play two fucking weeks and be like, ah, that's right. That's why I don't play here. All go right. back out. Quick, quick reaction. Just don't have to go too in depth. Are you guys grabbing Robert Woods? Or are you grabbing Cooper Cup from the Rams? Robert Woods. Cooper Cup. Oh, so wow. here we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm. I'm leaning more towards. Um, uh, Robert Woods. Cooper hey, Cup. look at it. I got you this time. Cooper. Well, I just see Cooper Cup as being a uh, uh, big hit. He's a hit or miss guy where he's gonna. He's either gonna get uh, eight receptions for 150 and a touchdown, or he's gonna get three three receptions for six yards. Mm-hmm. It, it's just whereas Robert Woods, you're gonna get a more consistent, you know, six to seven receptions a game. He was also nails at the end of the season last year. Yes. All right, tight ends. Can we go do tight ends real quick? Yes, sir. Uh, stop drafting George Kittle in the first and second round. He's not going to perform that much. I, I think he'll I be mean, pretty good. I don't. I don't agree that he's not going to perform that much, but I definitely am not grabbing him in the first. For a first or second round pick, that, you didn't let me fucking finish, you piece of shit. He's not going. He's going to perform well, but he's not a first or second round pick. That's exactly what I'm talking about. He's he's a third maybe even fourth if you can get him down that late agree with that but that's about it the only guy i'm taking is travis kelsey that's the only dude i'm picking he's the only one who has first and second round pick talent yes are you are you guys picking mark andrews or george kittle first if you have to draft a time we're just gonna george kittle we're just gonna assume you have george kittle a tight end here. George Kittle. Grabbing Kittle. Okay. Yeah, well, there's just uh, there's too many options in Baltimore. Uh, although I know they like getting the ball to the tight end. Especially in the red zone. Yeah, uh, but George Kittle, with what's going on with their offense, has more of an opportunity. I mean, that's if Brandon Ayuk doesn't just fucking show out. But, but he will, because you told us he will. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you. Don't tell you I didn't tell you. Um, Dallas Goddard is the only guy we just talked about Philly. He's the only guy I kind of trust over there. He's like Sam Darnold's safety blanket, not Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. 
So you're taking Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz? Right? Yeah. Really? Right? I don't well, know. This, well, is, this is your this is your assumption here. I don't know what you're like. This is why I'm questioning it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking him like early or anything. But like super, super late. If he's still there, fucking make him an option, pal. Travis, are you trying to find Zach Ertz on our tight end sheet? I already found him. He's up at the top. I know where he's at. <laughs> three. Okay. I know. I'm just making sure. But but the like the tight ends in Philly are like the safety blanket for him, and they use both of them. So if you yeah. can get Dallas Goddard late, late, maybe Zach Ertz gets COVID, or he gets injured like he usually does. That I, that was the route I thought you were going to take is, is Zach Ertz injury proneness. And- well, I thought that was obvious. <laughs> yeah, his injury proneness and how much Carson Wentz loves throwing to to Dallas Goddard when he is actually on the field. And then um, Eric Ebron going to Pittsburgh. What? No? I don't touch Eric Ebron anymore. But Eric, the Colts didn't know how to use him. They kept getting caught up in that Jack, that, uh, Jack Doyle horniness. The bull- no, no, no. The bullshit is they knew, when, they knew how to use him. They just never used him when I started him. Yeah, like I said, they get caught up in Jack Doyle horniness. Pittsburgh knows how to use their tight ends effectively. They're going to use them effectively. Cheese, your thoughts on, on the Pittsburgh tight ends? Uh, they're going to be great. So go. I got so much Jeez. information Jeez. in front of me. Cheese knows so much about tight ends. I'm just trying to th- – so they still I mean, have with Van- tight ends, I'm just like – They still have Vance McDonald over there, which kind of scares me of <laughs> if they are going to use Eric Ebron effectively. Or are they going to uh, kind of fuck him over like Indy did? Well, these are two – these guys are, you know – Late, late round picks for tight end. So if you, you know, you stream one if it doesn't work out. Yeah, for tight ends, I'm trying to get those top guys. I'm not, you know, spending everything to get them. Like I'm not drafting Mark Andrews in the second round by any means. But I mean, I just feel like tight ends are just so volatile that it's just kind of hard to pick and choose because they're so touchdown dependent that if you don't get it, then you're kind of fucked. Eric Ebron with an ADP of twenty four point oh seven. So this is a guy that is going undrafted in a lot of in a lot of leagues. I'm telling you, so that that could work out for you. How are you guys feeling on Gronk? I mean, he should be fine. Do you do you see him being as fantasy relevant as he was with his years in New England? With- not that not not that relevant, but uh, mid draft a mid draft guy. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're saying he's going to be like what he was in New England, he's going to be right there with Kelsey and Kittle. I just don't see that's what he's going to be with because he has so many other options in Tampa Bay. Like, when he was in New England, he was the guy. So I feel like he will be good. I think he'll definitely be poss- – I mean, definitely top ten. Maybe he'll sneak into the top five. I think, you know, maybe you take a fly on him unless there's some guy in your league that's just so gung-ho and knows – Oh, I know Rob Gronkowski, former WWE 24-7 champion, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, there it is. Uh, Gronk and- Wait a second. Hold up. The chair shots is not here. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, Gronkowski with a ADP of 6.1, so he's going uh, middle six rounds, six, sixth, seventh round sometimes. Um, is that about where you guys would take him? I'd take him eight. Yeah, I mean- Too much. 
Too much that talent to be taking tight ends that are lower than Kittle and Mark Andrews and uh, and Travis Kelsey. Low, you know, higher than the fourth or higher than the sixth round. So this this is a question I've been waiting for this entire time because I know Travis has a lot to say about this guy, Chris Herndon. Uh, fuck you! No, 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 no. Supposed to be the fucking guy over there with the Jets, and he never fucking performs. Every single goddamn time, he doesn't rookie, do a goddamn rookie thing. Season, rookie season, he looked good enough to warrant a sixth, seventh round pick. Last year, he started off with a suspension, got injured the the practice before or the week he was going to be coming back. He got a concussion and just kind of stayed in concussion protocol throughout the rest of the year. So Travis is completely out on this guy, huh? Yep. Geez, any thought uh, on the New York Jets tight end? I think draft him, draft him late, make him your backup, make him prove your, make him prove himself during a starting job. All righty then. Uh, former Oakland Raider tight end Jared Cook. What are we thinking about this in in New Orleans? Uh, he was a pretty touchdown dependent guy last year, but uh, near the end of the season, Drew Brees started to lock onto him, started to figure out. We got some talent here. Drew Brees got super horny for Jared Cook. Drew Brees got real horny for Jared Cook. Uh, especially, in the, especially. I don't in the know if it, I don't know if in Drew Brees' old age, if he could stay that horny for one person that long. But we'll see. He's got like five kids, so I think he's staying horny enough for his wife. Come on, <laughs> not. I mean, I mean, you're looking at me like all crazy. I was looking at cheese. I was looking at cheese, waiting for him to say something. Oh. Bad to cook. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's not too much on these tight ends. They're like, just what about Waller the baller? I I like him in the same sense that I like Gronkowski. I like I like him earlier. I would say if you have to pick a tight end, I'd be looking six, fifth, sixth round. <sighs> just because of what happened with uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, the Raiders are going to be looking to throw the ball to somebody. And if they're smart, they're not throwing the ball to Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar. Yep. Yeah, I think Waller's one of those is the short list of tight ends that I, I want to pick up because I don't want to be, you know, getting those later guys. And I just have to pray that they're going to be getting some touchdowns because I think Waller will put them up even if he doesn't score a touchdown. I'd rather wait and get a guy like TJ Hawkinson from Detroit. It showed, it showed last year that him and Matthew Stafford could hook up really well. So I think they're going to continue that. See, I'm on, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. I do not like TJ Hawkinson this year. I liked <laughs> – uh, he was good. Uh, week one he came out with like 100 yards and uh, touchdown in his week one performance. Gets injured and then comes back three weeks later, and he never surpassed 60 yards after that. So I'm kicking I, you off this show. You're fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. You won't get all the ADPs then. <laughs> I have the website up, but when you started looking them up, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. Austin all right. Hooper? What's uh, Austin Hooper looking like in Cleveland? <sighs> God damn it, I keep doing that. I don't – I that's going to be rough because we've seen before that they didn't incorporate the tight end a lot into their offense. They have a bunch of other guys over there to get the ball to. So 
I don't think he's going to be used a lot. Because I feel like if they, if they get into the red zone, they're going to want to run the ball with Chubb. Uh, they're going to try, hopefully, punch oh, the ball in. So. Yeah, well, we we how many fucking games last year do we fucking bang our head against the wall going, Freddie Kitchens, run the fucking ball. But he's gone now, so. Yeah, now, now you have Chris Stefanski who, who dealt with Dalvin Cook and uh, Kyle Rudolph over in Minnesota. And he kind of went the other way where it was instead of throwing the ball to Kyle Rudolph, he was handing the ball off to Dalvin Cook. Uh, Austin Hooper right now with an ADP of 12. So he's going around the 12th round. Travis, okay. Um, <laughs> God damn it. You got me. to describe that for all of our audio listeners. Uh, Travis just took his, his uh, plug-in for his mic and, and shoved it all the way down his throat where he was trying to touch the dangly thing that hangs in the back of his throat. <laughs> Uh, so Austin Hooper at around 12. Are you guys looking to grab Austin Hooper or David Njoku, who is more Austin Hooper established in that offense? Austin Hooper. Yeah, I'm Austin Hooper. All day. He's he's, yeah, he's been sh- he's shown to be a pass catching tight end where Joku and Joku is a bigger guy that they're just used to block with. All right. Well, I think. All right. Gonna, then. All right. Never mind. I think, Go ahead. I, all right. Where, did you have more? No. Okay, I can, good. I can just run through anybody. You know, I'll, I'll bring up anybody and we can talk about it. Uh, I bet you can run through a bunch of strong dudes, huh? Uh, get ran through by a bunch of strong dudes. This is coming from the man who just stuck a wire halfway down his throat and didn't even gag. I gagged the second time. Okay. Uh, all right, so that's for that. That's it for us this week. Um, if you guys have We're any... We're not going to go over our kicker rankings? I don't have anything on kick. I... Do you guys want to go over kickers really quick? Greg the Leg in Dallas is the only guy. I thought we talked about it briefly last week. Yes. That's enough. Very disrespectful to the brand. Yeah. Wearing the shirt, man. Well, that's not a for the brand shirt. That's just an allegedly shirt. Yeah, but you know who it is. Nope. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. Yeah, no. I mean, kickers are kickers and. They kick. Yeah, they're yeah, they're pretty accurately ranked. So just don't start picking them in the fifth round, and you'll be okay. Pick them in the first round, full CBS. Oh yeah. Nice. All right, Eddie, you guys got anything else to wrap up on? I'm good. Remember to hit all the fucking uh, websites, emails, all that stuff uh, for questions. We had a couple this week. That was good. Thank you, guys. Johnny Roca the Hamburglar. Shout out for the questions. Um, for us, trap door to curveballs and chair shots. Cheese, Tyler, Travis. Have a good draft. Wait a second. What? Did you just call it trap door to curveballs and chair shots? Yeah. This is points and doinks, you piece of shit. Oh, uh, points and doinks episode of Trapdoor. I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to exit. I do. I do the intro right, okay? I do the intro right. Just call us points and doinks. All right, this it. is for the points and doinks crew. Travis, Tyler, Cheese. Have a good draft.